Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. The Book of Dvorim is called in many places Mishneh Torah, the, rep- the repetition of the Torah. Because in Sefer Dvorim, in addition to the Teichacha, the rebuke that we have mentioned many times, there is also a repeat, a repetition of many of the mitzvahs of the Torah. Let us examine in this shear one of these repetitions. It says in Pasuk Perik Yudches, Pasuk Gimel, this will be the law of the Kohanim, or some translate, some translate that which is due to the Kohanim, from the people, from those who slaughter animals, whether it is an ox or a sheep, he must give to the Kohen, Rashi explains Hazroya is the forearm of the animal, and the Lachayayim is the jaws together with the tongue, and the Keva is the fourth stomach, the abomasum, of ruminant, ruminant animals such as the ox and the sheep. So all three of these items must be given to a Koyan by the person who slaughters an animal. And the halacha is, this is not referring to korbanais, it is referring to animals that one slaughters for the purpose of eating. Now, this is a repetition, or at least seemingly a repetition, of something that it says in Parshas Koirach. In Parshas Koirach, we read that Koirach and his... Uh, his Ada, his congregation, his people, they staged a rebellion against Moshe Rabbeinu and against Aaron HaKoyen when the dust had finally settled. So it says in Perek Yud Ches, Pasik Ches, Vayidaber Hashem al Aaron, and Hashem said to Aaron, Vani hine nasati lacha es mishmeris trumaisai, Behold, I have given to you the guarding of my trumois, of my donations, the Chol Kadshe B'nai Yisrael, of all the holy things that B'nai Yisrael will donate, L'chot Nisatim, to you I have given them, L'moshcha, for glory, U'levanecha L'chok Olam, and to your children for an eternal law. And the Psukim there proceed to list various gifts that must be given to the Kohanim. Rashi says on this Pasuk that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying to Aaron that, uh, listen, uh, Korach has come and he complained and he staged a rebellion opposing y- your position as Koyen, but now but now 
the Pasuk is coming and it is giving to Aaron 24 matnais kahuna, 24 priestly gifts. And that's why, according to Rashi, this Pasuk is placed in the Torah just after the whole story of Korach. Korach rebelled against the Kahuna. Here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu came and said, No, Aaron, you win. You the you do have the the right to the kahuna. It is rightfully yours, and I am giving you these gifts as a sort of a seal upon this gift. Now, Rashi says there are twenty-four matnais kahuna. He doesn't list them specifically, but that is a well-known number in in Gemara and in Halacha, and it includes the zroya. Three of the 24 are that when someone slaughters an animal for regular consumption, he must give the forearm and the, the, uh, the jaws and the abomasum, the fourth stomach. So we have here a repetition in Parsha Shoftim. That's fine. Sefer Dvarim repeats many mitzvahs that are or have already been stated previously in the Torah. The question that arises is in Rashi's comment here in Parsha Shoftim on this mitzvah of Zroya Valachayim Bakeva. Uncharacteristically, Rashi here explains the reason for these specific three gifts. Why he breaks his usual rule that we once discussed, that he usually does not get involved in the reasons for the mitzvahs, that is perhaps for another time. But let's take a look at what Rashi says. After he explains exactly what these three things are, the zroya, the lechayayim, and the keva, he then says as follows. Those who expound the psukim used to say as follows. This is really a quotation from a Gemara and a Midrash. So those who expound the Psukim say as follows. Zroya, the arm of the animal, is given to the Kayan. Tachas Yad. This is in place of the hand. Shenemar, as it says, Vayikach Roimach Biyadoi. He took a spear in his hand. We will explain all of this momentarily. Lechayayim, the jaws of the animal, are tachas tfila, that is in reward for the prayer. Shenemar, as it says, vayamoid pinchas vayifalel. Pinchas stood up and he prayed. Vakeva, and the stomach of the animal, must be given to the kayan. Tachas ho'isha el kavasa. This is an exchange in reward for this that Pinchas stabbed the woman in her abdomen. Now, what is going on here? Rashi is telling us that the Zroya Vahalachayim Vakeva are to be given to the Kohanim as reward for the acts of Pinchas. What did Pinchas do? In the end of Parsha's Bullock, we read that the daughters of Moab and also some of the daughters of Midian, they engaged in a plot to seduce. Jewish men into both immorality and into idolatry. They seduced the men. They told them they could only uh, complete their immoral acts if they would agree to do some idolatry also. And many people were seduced and were engaged in these acts. 
Now, one of the Jewish men who was involved was particularly brazen. He took a, uh, a Midianis, he took a Midianite woman, and he brought her right up to Moshe Rabbeinu and in front of all of the B'nai Yisrael. And as Rashi explains, he went over to Moshe Rabbeinu and he said, Is this woman forbidden or permitted? May I marry her or not? And if you'll tell me she's forbidden, So then the daughter of Yisroi that you married, who made her permitted to you? In other words, if you will tell me that I may not engage in relations with this woman because she is not a daughter of Israel, well then you, Moshe Rabbeinu, you're a sinner also because you took Yocheved, you you took, uh, um, not Yocheved, you took the daughter of Yisroi. You took Sipora, the daughter of Yisroi, as a wife. Now, the answer to that kasha is quite simple. Moshe Rabbeinu took Sipora as a wife before the Torah was given. Here already the Torah had been given. That's a one very simple distinction. So this is an extremely brazen claim that this person made to Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, in Perak Chav Hei, Pasuk Yud, in Sefer B'Midbar, it says, Vayar Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron HaKoyen. Pinchas, the son of Elazar, the son of Aaron, the Koyen, he saw this. Vayakam mitoicha Eida, and he stood up from amongst the congregation. Vayikach remach biyadoi, and he took a spear in his hand. Vayavai achar ish Yisrael el hakuba, and he came following the Jewish man into the tent where he was, where he was committing his immorality with this woman. And he stabbed both of them. He stabbed the Jewish man, and he stabbed the woman in her abdomen. As Rashi explains there, he managed to stab them both exactly in the part of the body with which they were committing the sin. And then the plague, which had started, which was already uh, ravaging many members of Klal Yisrael, it stopped, Me'al B'nai Yisrael, it stopped from affecting the B'nai Yisrael. So Pinchas saw this Avera, and he, is, he was what we call a Kanoi, he was a Zealot, and he killed the two main sinners, and he thereby brought an end to this terrible problem. And so, Rashi in Parshas Shoftim is saying that the three gifts of Zroya the Chayayim Vakeva are a reward for three aspects of the mitzvah that Pinchas did. He took a Roimach B'yadai, he took a spear in his hand, therefore we have to give to the Kayan the hand or the arm of the animal. He prayed, as it says in Tehillim, that before he engaged in his act of revenge, in his act of zealotry, he prayed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore we have to give to the Koyen the instruments of prayer, which are the jaws and the tongue. And he stabbed the woman in her abdomen, and therefore we have to give to the Koyen the, one of the stomachs of the animal. Very interesting medrash. The question is, 
doesn't this seem to contradict the way Rashi explained it in Parshas Korach? In Parshas Korach, Rashi just says that there were Chav Dalet Matnais Kahuna, there were 24 gifts that must be given to Kehanim, which include Hazroya Valachayim Vakeva, and they were given to Aaron as a sign that he really is the rightful Kayan Gadol, and that his children, his descendants, are rightfully the Kehanim, not like what was proposed by Korach. And here, in Parsha Shoftim, Rashi is saying that the Zroya Valachayim Vakeva seemingly are not in the merit of Aaron. They are not gifts that were given to Aaron. They were gifts that were given to Pinchas because of a specific act of zealotry that he performed, a very, a very praiseworthy act. But it seems to be a contradiction to what Rashi said about this in Parshas Korach. The answer would seem to be that although all of the priestly gifts were rewarded to Aaron because of his extraordinary character, he had one trait within him that he never brought out into action. He never brought it, Mikoyach Elapoyal. This trait was developed and brought into action by Pinchas. Let us examine the beginning of Parshas Pinchas. Following this great mitzvah that was done by Pinchas, so Hashem says to Moshe, Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron HaKohen, Pinchas, the son of Elazar, the son of Aaron, the Koyen, Heshiv Eschamasi me'al b'nei Yisrael, he has uh, pushed aside my anger from upon b'nei Yisrael, Bekanoi eskinasi b'seicham, in his uh, zealotry that he performed amongst them, and I did not destroy the Bnei Yisrael in my jealous anger. And therefore, Hashem says, Therefore, I am giving to Pinchas Brisi Shalom my covenant of peace. And as the Psukim continue, and as Rashi explains, that up till this point, Pinchas, in fact, Although he was the son of Elazar, the son of Aaron, he in fact was not a Kayan, because when Aaron and his four children had been anointed as Kohanim, Pinchas was already alive, and that anointment did not uh, carry to him. But now, because of his brave and meritorious act of zealotry, HaKadosh Baruch Hu now makes him and all of his, his descendants into Kohanim. Now, Rashi explains, a very famous Rashi, why is Pinchas here referred to not only as being the son of Elazar, but also as the son of Aaron HaKoyen. Normally, a person in the Chumash is referred to by his own name and his father's name. And here, Pinchas is referred to by his name, by his father's name, and also by his grandfather's name, Aaron HaKoyen. So Rashi says, because the Shvatim, because the members of the tribes of Israel were disparaging Pinchas, and they said, ben Puti zed. Do you see this Ben Puti? We'll explain in a moment what that means. That the father of his mother, 
fattened pitem, he fattened calves for Avedezora. Pinchas's mother was descended from Yisroi. Yisroi originally was an idolater. So this person, Pinchas, who is descended from idolaters, and Veharagnesi shaved me Yisrael, he killed the leader of one of the tribes of Israel. We learn later in the Psukim that the person that Pinchas killed was not just any person. His name was Zimri, and he was the leader of Shevet Shimon. So this person with his tainted yichus, his tainted background, he had the brazenness to kill such a great person, the leader of one of the tribes. That's what the Shvatim were saying. L'fichach, therefore, bo hakasuv v'yichsay achar aren. Therefore the Pasek comes, Hashem comes, and relates him to Aaron. The Pesach emphasizes that he is Pinchas ben Alazar, ben Aaron Hakoyan. He is the son of Aaron Hakoyan. Now, what Rashi would seem to be saying is, is that the Shvatim, the tribes, complained that Pinchas's ability to do what he did, the Koyach that Pinchas had to kill this man and this woman was a koyach of achzorius, of cruelty, and of extreme uh, radical, an extremely radical and violent and cruel nature to, to kill two people in cold blood. And that he must have gotten this characteristic from his father's, from his mother's father, who was an idolater. That was the complaint, that was the, the taina, that was the, 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 uh, the argument being presented by the tribes. Regarding this, the Pasek comes and says, no, 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 it's Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron. He is descended from Aaron. His primary yichos, his primary family relationship is to his grandfather Aaron. Now, Aaron is just the opposite of this brutal, vicious type of trait that the Shvatim claimed that they saw in Pinchas. Aaron, we know, is, was called, was, was known as the Oyev Shalom, Veroidev Shalom. He was a person who loved peace and chased after peace, as Rashi explains in Bamidbar, chapter Chaf, Perak, uh, Pasik, Chaf Tes. And therefore, Pinchas also, what he did, although the act itself was violent, but he did it in order to make peace between Klal Yisrael and their father in heaven. And therefore, it makes sense what the Pasuk says, that Hashem says, I give to him my covenant of peace. And this koyach, this ability, this inner ability that Pinchas had to make peace between Klal Yisrael and our Father in Heaven comes from where? From where would it come? It came from Aaron. Aaron, Aaron was the, the paradigm of peace. Now, what is the uniqueness of Pinchas? 
The uniqueness of Pinchas is, is, was, was that he showed that it is possible to create peace even by using the tools of zealotry and violence. Now that is something that Aaron never did. Aaron's pursuit after peace was expressed, as Rashi says in Bamidbar. It was expressed in uh, uh, quelling arguments that broke out amongst friends and amongst spouses. It was done by speaking quietly and by speaking in a friendly way. That's the way Aaron made peace. But there is a more difficult way to make peace, a way that doesn't always present itself. And in fact, it did not present itself to Aaron. Certainly, Aaron had that within him. But who brought it out? Who really showed that this could be done, that one can make peace even through an act of violence? That is Pinchas. Pinchas is the one who brought out that point. Of course, this is not done uh, randomly, and this is not done in a uh, uh, lightly this has to be done according to the laws of the Torah. Uh, the, there are many halachas uh, relating, which are derived from what Pinchas did. It's only in certain types of situations that one may be a zealot in the way that Pinchas was. But still, he showed that one can create peace by doing what seems to be an act that is the exact opposite of peace. It comes out that the Zroyev HaLachayayim V'Akeva are related both to Aaron and to Pinchas. Of course, ultimately, what Pinchas did, this ability that he had to make peace in this very interesting and unique way, from where would he get this kayach, from where would he get this trait of peacemaking? Of course he got it from Aaron. But who is the one who is credited with this chiddush, with this novel idea that one can make peace even sometimes by killing someone, that was Pinchas. So both parshias that we've discussed are true. The Zroyeva, the Chayayim, Keva are three of the 24 gifts that are given to the priests, as it is stated in Parshas Korach, and they are all in the merit of Aaron. But on the other hand, they have a very special relationship to Pinchas, and that, in fact, as Rashi explains, that's why these three specific parts of the animal have to be given to the Koyen, because Pinchas used his zroya, he used his arm to pick up the sword, he used his jaws and his tongue to pray for success in his endeavor, and he stabbed the woman in her abdomen, and therefore we have to give to the Koyen the stomach, one of the stomachs of the animal. So as Roya Valachiyayim Vakeva are at, on the one hand, three of the 24 gifts that were given in the merit of Aaron, but on the other hand, they have a very special connection they never would have been given if not for Pinchas, who brought Mikoyach Alapoyal, he brought into action a very unique aspect of Aaron's ability to make peace. Pinchas brought it out into a new application. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. 
Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash minagain be more.